Welcome to the Life Point Louisville podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Jennifer McGill. For more information about this podcast and for other resources, visit lifepointlou.org. Hey, Life Point Church Online family. I'm so honored to be with you today. We're so grateful to be a part of a larger family of churches that reaches beyond state lines. So wherever you are watching from today, thank you. Thank you for being a part of a global movement of God. And thank you, Pastors Daniel and Pastor Tammy. We are so eternally grateful for the sacrifice that you made to plant LifePoint Church so hundreds and thousands and thousands of lives could cross from death to life, starting in Virginia and now in Kentucky and all over the world with this online audience. You know, when I was growing up and we were driving through a big city or trying to make some major changes in traffic, my mom would always ask me to turn down the music so she could find the right way to go. And I remember thinking, that's ridiculous. That doesn't make sense. I mean, the sound of my music doesn't distract your eyesight and help you find your way. But somewhere around 10 to 15 years ago, I started doing the same exact thing. And man, now if I'm driving somewhere and I'm trying to find my way and my four-year-old is singing loudly in the back seat, the Velociraptor, I have to ask him to politely turn it down or turn down the music because for some reason, my brain can't focus and find my way if it's too noisy. And I don't know about you, but man, it just seems lately that everywhere I turn, there is so much noise. It's noisy out here. Noise about what we should fight for, noise about what's the main thing, noise about who's right on what side. And honestly, this noise, it's causing separation from each other, from our family, from our friends. Social media noise is causing offense to take hold and take root. In the evening news noise, it's causing fear to rise in our hearts. And not, I'm not saying that that stuff is wrong or bad, but what I am saying is that I think we've allowed all of this extra noise to cause us to lose sight of what's eternal. And when we lose sight of what's eternal and when the noise is all we think about, it is really hard to move forward. I've personally been praying and asking God, help me, help me to have ears to hear what you would have me to hear. Help me to tune my attention and my focus to you, God. Help me to decrease the noise. And a great way to do that is to turn your attention to this, the Word of God. You know, if you're new to reading the Bible, there's this guy named Paul. He was an apostle and one of the most influential leaders in the building of the New Testament churches. You see, he writes letters in the Bible to these people and churches that he had encountered while he was on his missionary journeys. And there's this theme that we frequently see him use, and it's the set of words, faith, hope, and love. In fact, he uses them in 1 Corinthians, and Romans, and Galatians, and Ephesians, and Colossians, and 1 Thessalonians, I mean, over and over. And I believe that today, these three words, they can help us tune our attention and focus in on what I believe can help cut through the noise of the world, and live out our purpose on earth as believers. And I don't know if you know that today, but if you've placed your faith in Jesus, 
you have a purpose. You have a calling to fulfill on this earth. Ephesians 4, 1 through 3 says, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. And I'm just telling you, we need some unity of the Spirit amongst believers. We need to tune out the noise, put away the quarreling, and focus on Him. And so today, I just hope to encourage you around these three words, faith, hope, and love. And I believe we can learn how to use these words almost as a noise filtration system, a prescription, and maybe even an antidote to the fear and anxiety and the chaos all around us. So let's talk about faith. What does faith mean? Well, faith, it's simply putting our trust or confidence in something or someone and having a belief that isn't based on proof. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, for we live by faith, not by sight, not by what we see. Hebrews 11:1 it says, now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. You know, faith, it's not only a word that's used in the church context, right? But the kind of faith that we're talking about today is a faith that goes beyond what the broken world can hold. It's a faith that we can learn about when we open our Bible. You know, it, there's so many places. For example, in 1 Samuel 17, it took tremendous faith beyond what he could imagine for a small shepherd boy named David to defeat Goliath. In Daniel 3, we see three Hebrew men that had extreme faith in a God that was bigger than their present circumstances. In fact, so big that they entered a fiery furnace without fear. And in Ephesians 2.8, we see that it's by faith that we are saved by the grace of Jesus by faith. And the truth is, we all have faith in something. It can be in our spouses, it can be in our jobs, it can be in our friendships, and those things are good. But the truth is when we place our faith in earthly things, they'll eventually fail us. And maybe you're listening today and many of you experienced a failure in one or more of those things in the past 18 months. And the reason I think it's so important to learn about faith and to have this eternal faith in God is that it helps us understand Him and His loving heart toward us. And the more that we have faith in Him and understand His character, the more we'll trust Him. So when the world shuts down and our friendships fail us, and that person that you thought would always stand beside you, he's no longer there. Wow, what's well, in those moments? It's in those times that you, when the world has failed us, that our understanding of who God is, it allows our faith to rest. It allows our souls to rest on Him. And so maybe you say, okay, that sounds great, but how do I actually live out faith? We just start. Anytime you choose to trust God, despite the noise, despite the fear, when you use your spiritual gifts to help others, when you love someone, despite how they disappointed you, and all the while you point them back to our Father, our Savior, 
you'll begin to see your faith increase. It's just like anything else that you wanna grow in. It takes actually doing it. It takes steps. It's a lifelong pursuit of Jesus and learning to trust in Him. And so maybe you're listening today and you say, yeah, I used to know that. But last year and this year has shaken me to my core and my faith is low. If that's you today, wherever you are in this moment, encourage yourself with the word of God, what he says about you. And today make a conscious choice to say, God, I don't know how this all turns out, but I trust you. And when you keep moving forward one step at a time, your faith will be built and the noise that has distracted you for so long, I'm not saying it'll go away, but I think it can begin to grow dim. And the second word is hope. And what is hope? Well, hope can be defined as our desire to see something happen or become true. You know, there are many books and articles and things written about hope. In fact, psychologists and even those in the medical field who deal with cancer and serious life-threatening issues, they'll tell you it is almost impossible to survive without hope. So that's why our human nature, it will place hope in something. It's the spirit man inside of all of us that knows that we should be placing our hope in something, which should be God, but we often mismanage that. And we place it in objects and experiences and people which can lead to this noise all around us and set us up for disappointment. What we hoped on with our friendship didn't happen and now we're disappointed. And we're allowing what we see on social media to cause us to climb down into a hole of resentment and bitterness. And we begin to filter everything around us through that noise. But what does the Bible have to tell us about hope? Romans 5, 5, it says, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. It's a beautiful picture of hope that we have this eternal hope in God and not on the things on this earth because when we place our faith on Jesus, the person of the Holy Spirit poured God's love into your heart. And so now you can have hope, a hope without shame. I love what Romans 15, 13 says. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we don't have to do it on our own. And as we trust in Him, this God of hope that will fill us with joy and peace, and I need that today and you need that today, to cut through the noise, this noise that seems to wanna to overtake us, and we don't have to do it alone. There's this person that has power, the power of the person of the Holy Spirit who will help you. And so hope is this joyful excitement and expectation that God is working even when we can't see it. And even when the world goes to chaos, it's spiritual optimism that will build our faith. Interesting. You could actually say that faith and hope go hand in hand. And while faith is this belief that God is who he says he is and that we should trust in him, hope is the belief that he's there. 
So when we have hope in God, it enhances our faith. And so you might be saying again, okay, but how do I actually do that? Well, it really boils down to knowing how to navigate our thoughts through the noise. And our hope, it can grow and be lived out when we choose to hold on to God, even when our plans fail, and even when our people disappoint us, and even when bad things happen. It's having a hope that God is here, even when we can't see it. And it's connecting to the person of the Holy Spirit so He, He can help you do the work. And if you're listening today, wherever you're sitting, and your hope it feels really low, it might be possible that you've had situational hope, the kind that when you place on temporary things or people, it often brings despair. So today, take a minute and think about where you, where you've placed your hope. And if it's on anything or anyone or any situation other than God, redirect it today. Take a moment right now to ground yourself in Jesus, to allow the Holy Spirit to fill you with power and to look your eyes above. And the last word today is love. Love, is, it's defined as an intense feeling of deep affection. So many of us use this word flippantly. We might say in so many different ways that I love pumpkin spice lattes or I love basketball. I just love him so much. But when we examine love from God's viewpoint, we get a different picture of what love is. It's actually the foundation of our faith in Jesus. It's, we see a beautiful verse in John 3, 16. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Did you know that because God so loved the world that he sent his only son to die for us so that we, me and you, could have the opportunity to live with him forever. And if you're like me, that type of lavish love and generosity, it's, it's honestly hard to grasp. But the Bible speaks about it over and over. First John 4:19 says, "We love because He first loved us. That our ability to love anything or anyone is from Him, because He loved us first, that He loved us so much and made this sacrifice. And Jesus tells us in John 13:34, "A new command I give you: love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another." By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And so we could say one way to cut through the noise and, and to let others around us see how to cut through the noise would be to love one another, to love one another more than our opinion about something. I think Jesus, it's, he's really clear that people will know that we are his if we love one another. And do we want people to know that we are His? I do, and I know you do too. And so if Jesus tells us a command, then what does the Bible tell us that love looks like? Well, the Apostle Paul tells us, he tells us what love is. He says in 1 Corinthians 13 that 
Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes and it always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. And where there are tongues, they will be stilled. And where there is knowledge, it will pass away. Guys, I'm so convicted by this scripture right now. It's become so easy with the noise around us of how people respond to things to begin to respond in just pride and what I think. And to get caught up in my way is the right way and to delight when someone gets what they're due. But that's the exact opposite of what Paul is telling us that love is. And so if Jesus tells us this command to love one another, and then Paul defines it for us, I think it's time for us to take it to heart. And why does it matter? Because everything here is going to pass away. Even faith and hope will one day pass away when we go to heaven to be with Him forever. We won't have to have faith and hope because we'll be with Him. But there's one thing that will never fade and that is love. And Paul tells us that the greatest is love. He says, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Love is the thing that bears it all. It cuts through the noise. It helps us turn our attention to God and it lets others see and have eyes to see that there's something that is beyond the chaos that is all around us. And so how do we love? If there's this call to love that comes straight from Jesus and we can see that it's demonstrated in our relationships, it can't be a, let's just, just do whatever feels right in the moment kind of love. Love is an action. And sometimes it will be uncomfortable because it goes against our very sin nature, this nature to be selfish and to care only about me. But love, godly love builds bridges. It chooses to honor others, even if they dishonor you. It shows respect for all people, regardless of their viewpoints. You know, one of the most beautiful ways to represent Jesus as His people is when we love each other. And that's when that coworker that you've tried to share Jesus with a hundred times, when they see you love in this kind of way, they'll see a picture of our great and mighty Savior who is so worth following. And I know people are difficult. And sometimes it can feel great to love others deeply, but sometimes we have to make the choice to act in love even when we don't feel like it. It's so easy to lash out and to hurt someone with our words and actions when our love tank is low. But remind yourself in that moment what God has done for you and choose, choose to walk in a grateful and sincere love. You know, making a choice to love, I believe it's ultimately a vehicle not only to cut out the noise around you, but for those around you to be able to see clearer and to hear His voice clearly. Maybe you're listening today. You've been looking for a way 
to clear the noise in your head and you've been looking for how to find a way forward. Well, today, make a choice. Choose to love. Choose to have faith and hope even when your world fails you and carry love with you into every interaction and every situation, no matter what. And so you're listening today and I believe that you across the camera, that you've been looking for something to cut through that noise. So I'm gonna pray for you right now. God, thank you. In this moment, I thank you that you have shown us clearly a way to cut through the noise, a way to focus in on you. And so God, I ask that everyone that is listening to this, Lord, that they would choose to make a step in faith. They would choose to make a step in hope and God, that they would choose to love that love would be the thing that conquers all, that love would be what we are known by. And God, I just pray that you would cut through the noise and that they would hear your voice clearly today. God, that you would just be with them in a fresh and a new and a powerful way. And God, we thank you for who you are and for what you're doing through us. And God, it's in your precious name, the name of Jesus that we pray, amen. Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Louisville podcast. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the good news of Jesus, you can give by visiting lifepointlou.org forward slash give or text LCLOU to 77977. Thanks so much. We hope you have an incredible week.